Good evening, good evening, good evening. After this morning services and today, wow, we can only say wow for what God is doing. Trust you had a phenomenal afternoon. And some of you are tuning in with this morning. Good morning to you. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Oh my word, we're busy in this phenomenal time of November with a series. Follow me and I will make you. Now this is a phenomenal word that Jesus gave. Seven times in the book of Matthew, Jesus said, follow me. 22 times in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus said, follow me. Now tonight I want to share, because after this morning, tremendous results. Oh my word, I have got some WhatsApps and some messages, and people said, it really helped me. Because we need to understand God's got a divine pattern. He's got divine principles. You can never alter the principle. And that's why you need to have a conviction in your heart about faith. Because everything that God does can only happen by faith. Now, one scripture that Jesus shared something so powerful. And here he's speaking to his disciples and to people. And Matthew chapter 16, and he said the next thing. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He says, whatever doors you lock on earth shall be locked in heaven. And whatever doors you open on earth shall be open in heaven. Turn to somebody and ask them, say, it's time to find the lost keys again. The outgoing point this morning was if there's so many prayers going up and so many people are praying why don't we see the change? Now, there's a scripture that Paul shares in the book of Galatians. And when Paul talked to the church of Galatians, oh my word, he tells them the secret key of what unlocks the greatness that God will honor his word. Now, in Galatians, you also discover where Paul was addressing and he talks about the fruit of the Spirit and then he talk about the fruit of the flesh, the carnal man. But he says one thing, you can have everything in place. If you miss this one thing, it cancels out everything. And it says in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse 6, For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, it counts for anything, but only faith activates and energized and expressed and working through love. <laughs> now one thing why it happens that way is God is love. Because John comes with the revelation. And he says, how's it possible to say you love God? You've never seen. But your brother that you've seen, you hate him or you don't like him. Or you're angry with him. He says, God doesn't live inside of you. Now this is a very sensitive subject, but that's reality. Because in the end time, the end time sign, it's not what you all see now in the world. That's part Jesus prophesied, Paul spoke about it. But the end time sign, people will have a form of godliness, but no power. In other words, just in plain English, they lost the key of the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> they lost the ability of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is a place. I'll give you that keys. The kingdom of God is how to operate that his kingdom will manifest on the face of the earth. The way how God is doing things. The way how God <laughs> designed it to be. Now God is not just, oh my word, everybody for himself and let, no, no, no. He's got a divine plan, purpose, order. And he's got a divine set of 
let's call it ways of doing things. Now when Paul addressed the church, he also goes on in that chapter 5 and then he says, the fruit. In other words, there's a fruit-bearing situation that needs to come forth. And he said, the first thing that you will recognize with the fruit is love. Then Paul goes in and describes everything about the fruit of the Spirit. He said, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, amplified, the work which he, his presence within accomplishes. <laughs> the work which his presence within accomplishes. So that's quite a story. What spirit do we bear? He says, is love, is joy, is gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint. Oh, my word, against such things there is no law that can bring a charge that the enemy can use. If you operate in this, he's got no foothold. Now, the phenomenal thing about this is, and we talk about, follow me. Amplified says, as my disciple. So it's important. What is a disciple? It's a learner. Somebody who's willing to learn how to live life. How to have a significant life on the face of the earth. Now, one thing that the enemy wants to do, he will always attack the word. He will attack every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God or a word that you receive or a word that you hear or the word of God that you read because he wants to dilute somehow the word. He knows if you can change the word, you will change the results of the word. That's the stuff that I was talking about this morning and writing down because since the word was spoken in Genesis chapter 1, <laughs> it, if God said it, listen, the enemy will challenge that word. He knows the word can produce. And the word always produces a greatness about you, inside of you, through you. But he will challenge that word. He's afraid you will discover you have the key. Now, follow me and I will make you. Then Jesus said, fisher of men. That's why we stop. I said, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you follow me. Let me be your guide. Wow, that is powerful. So number one, I need to be led by the spirit and understand what is the leading of God. God's not confused. God knows the end from the beginning. God doesn't change his mind. Come on, somebody. But we're dealing there is a real enemy. Now, I'm not here to lift up the devil. The devil is so busy and people are giving, oh my word, they put him on retirement and they're doing his job. Now, all the news media, CNN, all, all the, all, don't believe a word what you hear in the negative because you're here to dominate. That's why we not move by what we feel what our natural eye see, what my natural ear hear, I am moved only by what I believe. And I need to believe the word of God. Now, you can have all the revelation, all the messages, all, all the promises of God. If faith doesn't operate by love, you will see none of that promises come to pass. It's the only way how faith can operate. Faith is not optional. It's a command. Hebrews chapter 10, 38. The just, <laughs> the right standing people with God shall live by faith. And I've said it over and you need to hear it over and over because faith cometh by hearing. The people that's in right standing, I paraphrase now, with me, say of the Lord, 
their life will be sustained by their conviction, by their way of living. That's why faith is always in the now, and faith is the only thing that excites God, please God. That's how people in Hebrews chapter 11 got their dead back, got the lion's mouth shut. <laughs> Speak a word and the heaven opens. Speak a word and the heaven close. That's how they got miracles come to pass. And now it's happened by faith. Faith is very simple. Faith is just this. God said it. I believe it. And I'll act upon it. You go to work for 30 days in a month or 31 days. You don't doubt, am I going to be paid maybe now with the covet? But you have such a faith in your boss that employs you, that the money will be there. You never question it. You never fight it. You, you never argue with it. You never tell somebody, I doubt it. You believe it. Now, why can we have more faith in what a person says in his word and make question marks about God's word? Now, this is the thing with the parable of the sower. Now, remember, whenever a word is tampered with <laughs> by word, when, if you're going to hide from the word, you're going to stay right where you are. That's what Adam did. God called, Adam, where are you, Eve? He said, here I am. Why are you hiding? I'm naked. What did they do? They didn't believe the exact word of God. They hide from the word, rule and reign. Remember when Jesus gave the parable about, he said the man gave 10 pounds and went on a journey and he says, occupy till I come. That's your and my mission. Occupy, occupy as the righteousness of God. Occupy as the heirs of God. Occupy as joint heirs with Jesus. Occupy as people seated in heaven. He didn't say occupy, defeated, let the devil have his way and let the devil rule. But <laughs> people get so angry when I say the devil is not the God of this world. What the scripture means when he says the devil, lowercase g-o-d, it means God's people gave him so much authority by speaking on his behalf. And that's where the parable comes in of the sower. Because you carry something. The devil is after the word. He's after the word. And how he, he gets the word is bringing certain circumstances. Pollute your heart. That's the, the ground where the word is seed or sowed into. And then he can snatch away the word. Because Jesus said a powerful thing. There in Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus said, I think verse 19, follow me as my disciples. Now, don't forget the word as my disciples and let me be your guide and I will make you fishers of men. But just after the temptation, Jesus was hungry and Satan knew it, <laughs> my word. And he said, if you truly the son of God, turn the stones into bread. And Jesus revealed the kingdom of God. He said, man shall not live or be sustained or satisfied by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now that's where Jesus' ministry start. Right after that, he said, follow me. Now that's a key word to follow him. Not follow your emotions, not follow false prophets, not follow false Christ, not follow false revelations and false words. Come on, somebody. But follow him. When the false doctrine entered the family in the garden, listen, it contaminated the whole process of Genesis 1, Genesis 2. When false doctrine, and that's where we are because people said, don't be so serious. And I watch it. Last night, somebody sent me a text and say, now they know I love Titanic, the movie. It happened in 1997 when that movie, it made, I think, 200 million American dollars. You know how long is that 
movie Titanic, 195 minutes. There's 60 minutes in an hour. So it's more than three hours and what's it, 15 minutes. And nobody complains. Why do we complain about an hour and a half service or two hours or 30 minute service? Or why do we complain? I'm asking the question. Somewhere along the line in Matthew chapter 6. Now, here Jesus said, of bread you will not live alone, but every word. And then he instructed the disciples or the people, and then he started calling them out. And then he said in Matthew 6, 33, this is the key. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Find out how God is operating. God's way of doing things. God's way of doing things. Put God first. The first day, the first portion of your money, the first time of your day, come on, the first day of the week, the first day, Sundays, oh my word, all those excuses we have, but it's amazing, we can shop for hours in the mall, then we're not afraid of Corona, <laughs> Toyota Corona, <laughs> or Corolla, <laughs> but we're afraid to be in the presence of God, children go to school, now I'm not against all this, I say, the people that needs to rule on the face of the earth needs to be a fearless generation. The only fear they have is a reverence for God, but they don't fear the devil. One way he will try to come, seven ways he will flee. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So the problem is somewhere we have a key lost. One time I lost a key and it cost me 300 American dollars to make a duplicate because I had to call in two groups of people. First, the group to unlock the door to see if I did not lock the key in the car. The second group, after they opened the door, I had to make a key. 300 American dollars. That key, it, it happened on O'Neill Lane in the parking lot, and it was an old Buick <laughs> that it happened. And guess where was the key? I went to the bathroom. It was in my underwear. So that was a very expensive key. <laughs> but when you lose a key, you the hopelessness. Oh my word, every thought that goes through your mind, did somebody steal it? Did somebody have it? Did somebody come and take the All those thoughts. Same with us. There's a lost key that we need to get back, the key of the kingdom. Now let me finish, because here Jesus spoke and I, want to help you because there's five things how to live outside the box, how to have no s small thinkings, no negative thinking, no small planning in your life. And one of the things is your faith needs to be in motion all the time. If your faith is not active all the time, it's not faith at all. You need to say it. You need to see it. You need to say it. And then, <laughs> oh my word, you need to speak the desire image. And then the last one is faith can only work through love. My outgoing point was this morning when Jesus in Mark chapter 11 revealed how you speak to mountains and how you change situations. He said, when you pray, believe that you receive what you ask for. And then in the very next verse, he said, when you pray, forgive. If you have something against anybody, I shared my story and I got the most phenomenal testimonies and voice notes and how it changed lives because I am never sleep. I never go to sleep angry. I've learned this. I never go and sleep with something in my heart against anything. I'm not angry with the government. I, I get angry with the devil and I, I resist him and put the word in my mouth to declare the word of God. But listen to this. There in Matthew chapter 13. Now faith worketh only by love. Now listen, why is the devil after the word? He doesn't need your money. He can do nothing with it. He doesn't need your diamond and your gold and your cars. He used that as an avenue to get to the word. He's after the word. Now the parable says, and Jesus spoke about a sower. It's amazing. As this thing amazes me. 
People run after a prophetic word, but they don't believe the written word. And unless you first believe the written word, the prophetic word will have no impact on you. You will build your life on some hairy clouds somewhere. Now, I'm not against the prophecies and prophetic and Jesus warned us in the last days there will be false and they are terrible false prophets. If prophecy is not bold on three legs, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it's not prophecy at all. <laughs> That's why you need to know it's to establish and to build you up and everything. Now, the whole word of God is given for our direction, correction, to bring us back in alignment. Now in Matthew 13, Jesus spoke and he, he, he comes and now explain in verse number 20, or let's say 19, about this parable of the sower. The sower sows the word, the word, the word, this word. And listen what he says. He says, while anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom <laughs> and does not grasp and comprehend it, the evil one comes and snatches away that was sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the roadside. As for what was sown on thin, rocky soil, this is he who hears the word and at once welcomes and accepts it with joy. Every invitation, people stand up. If that is not a quality decision, you're going to have the same old, same old. Insanity, Einstein said, is to do the same thing over and over and over and over and expect a different result. It's the definition of insanity. Now, here he says, when people, listen, <laughs> they hear his, who he hears the word and at once welcome and accept it with joy. Yet it has no real root in him, but is temporary, inconstant, lasts but a little while. And when affliction or trouble or persecution comes on account of the word. <laughs> Why does all these things come? Comes because the devil know the word is going to produce results. And he doesn't want you to have any results. Now listen to this phenomenal thing. Uh, the NIV translation says this about that same scripture. And uh, it explained to us about where the seed fell. And it's a very simple explanation in verse number 20 and to 22. It says the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they fall or they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and make it unfruitful. Oh, my word, did you get that? We are supposed to grow. How do I grow? Through hearing the word. How do I become a faith giant that can believe above or outside of circumstances? God's going to do what his word says he's going to do by the word. How did we got saved? Through the word. Who was the word? John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word came and dwelt amongst us. It took on flesh. So Jesus was the word. <laughs> and that word is speaking to you tonight through the written word. Come on, somebody. He says, and for that, 
what was sown amongst the thorns. But the cares that worries of the world and the pleasure and the delight and the glamour and the deceitfulness of riches choke and suffocate the word and it yields no fruit. What is Jesus' desire in John chapter 15? That we will bear much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. Now, how am I going to bear much fruit? To move mountains, to change a nation, to change the atmosphere, to change my situation. By let the word come alive and believe it. Now, here he says, and for what was sown on good soil. This is he who hears the word and grasp and comprehend it. He indeed bears fruit and yield in one case a hundred times as much as was sown in another 60 times as much and in another 30. Oh my word. The enemy is after the word. He doesn't want you to follow Jesus as a disciple. He wants you to follow him in the crowd or just be a communicator, but not as a disciple. Because it's when I am a disciple that he guide our ways that we're going to produce the harvest that's needed to come. Now, this is phenomenal this night to understand this word. Because if you don't understand it, he know the word is going to produce this thing. Now, a lack of conviction means I don't hold no belief of what the word of God is saying. I was sharing also this morning, and that was a, a home run word. I was sitting in the sauna this week, and, and every day when I share the keys of faith, and I heard, stop using my name in vain. Because people use my name in vain. Now, Gustav, we are, I need to say it because our audience didn't hear it. And I thought, I don't walk around in the day and say God and Jesus all the time as a curse word. How does it mean? He said, when I told Moses to deliver my people, Moses asked the question and at a time, Jesus said, I am, he is. And Moses said, who will I said have sent me? And God said, say that I am has sent you. Now he could have said that I am a deliverer. I am your redeemer. Then he will limit himself to that name. But when he said that I am, it means unlimited, undescribable. You cannot put a, 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 a tag on it. That's why he's called El Shaddai, the many-breasted one, the God who is more than enough. Oh, my word, <laughs> the undescribable one. That's the God that we serve, the one that lives inside of you. And he said, Moses said, he said to Moses, say, the I am has sent you. Now, if God lives on the inside of you by the Holy Spirit, now listen to the book of Galatians. Paul was sharing here with the Christians also in Galatians. And he was telling them the greatness that they were designed for. And when he spoke to them about this phenomenal thing that what lives on the inside of them, oh my word, he was telling them the potential that's why the Bible says you're no longer a slave. Say, I am no longer a slave, <laughs> a bond servant, but I am a son. I'm a daughter. And if a son or a daughter, verse 7 of chapter 4, then it follows that you are an heir by the aid of God through Christ. Now, listen to this. He said, oh my word. He said, Christ redeemed us. He purchased us. Our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, from the doom of the law and its condemnation. By himself, he becoming a curse for us, for it is written in the scriptures, 
Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree who's crucified to the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing, the promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So we are complete in him so that we through faith, there's the faith word again, might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to bring to you something that's going to help you to understand. He says, now the promise, the covenant, the agreements were decreed and made to Abraham and his seed. See, the devil hates seed. He, he, the word is seed. He hates it because that word's going to produce what God says the word is and what you can have. He says, and made to Abraham and his seed, his offspring, his heir. He, God does not say, and to seeds, descendants, heirs, as referring to many persons. No, but and to your seed, your descendant, your heir, obviously referring to one individual who is none other than Christ the Messiah. And we have him. We have the Christ. We were born out of incorruptible seed. In other words, the same experience that Mary had in the natural by the Holy Spirit came upon her and she gave birth and became pregnant with Messiah, with Jesus. That same experience we have in the spirit world. That's why the Bible says you are born now out of incorruptible seed. Somebody say incorruptible seed. I'm born out of in corruptible seed. That's why I have the fullness, the fullness. Say, I have the fullness inside of me. The Bible says you have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside of you. Oh, my word. In Colossians, it says, chapter 1, he says, now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of, of the invisible, he's the firstborn of all creation. For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created and exist through him by his service, intervention, and in him and for him. And he himself existed before all things, and in him all things consist. He also is the head of the body of the church. Now listen in chapter number two. And you, say I, you are in him. (laughs) Made full, the fullness. And having come to fullness, not double portion, not a certain, not 95, fullness. That's why we cannot, (laughs) you cannot afford not to have the keys of the kingdom. You cannot afford not to walk in love, to walk with offense and be angry and gossip and slander and backbiting. Stop it. You're going to miss the keys. You lose the keys that gives you dominion and authority to experience the fullness of God. I sound harsh, but the devil needs to know he can no longer waste with this nation or mess with this nation and mess with the nations of the world. You're going to see what God's going to do in this time frame that we are living in. Now, let me get to this. He says, he says, and having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled. Listen, what are you filled with? He said, the Amplified says, the Godhead. (laughs) You think God? No, no, he lives inside of you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, it's not a story, and reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. And then the Bible says what you are and what you're going to be. And when the Lord starts sharing, because if we have the fullness, if the I am lives inside of you, You cannot say you're going to curse and swear and use his name in vain if you say, I am. Where is the word near you? Where? In your heart, in your mind, and in your mouth. 
The Bible says in Mark chapter 11, you will have whatsoever you sayeth. He didn't say what you believe. He first said, he said, you need to believe with your heart, say it with your mouth. Whatever you believe, you will have whatsoever you sayeth. Now, if you come and say, while God says, I redeemed you from the curse of the law, you're no longer a slave, you're no longer a bondman, you are free now, you are my son and my daughter. I cannot say, I'm defeated. He's never defeated. He conquered grave and hell (laughs) and Satan. Oh, I'm sick. I'm poor. I'm depressed. I'm not going to make it. I, uh, you, you, you keep using, God says, <laughs> you are more than a conqueror. Paul says, I am more than a conqueror. Listen what he says. He used the name, the character of God is inside of you. I am what the word says I am. The word doesn't say defeated. The word doesn't say hopeless. The word doesn't say you are punching bag of the devil. The word doesn't say you're not going to make it. The word doesn't say uh, you're going under. The word says by his stripes you have been made whole. The word says you are victorious. My needs are met. I'm out of debt. There's plenty more to put in store. I will never have another broke day in my life. Come on, somebody. The word says you are victorious. The word says the immeasurable, unlimited, the surpassing power of his greatness. Live inside of you and with you if you can believe it. Stop using his name by having excuses not to follow him. Jesus said, follow me, you say. Uh, I'm too shy. I don't have the, the goods to do it. I, I uh, Stop saying that. As an heir of God and a joint heir, seated in heavenly places, that's where you are seated. We're in this world, not from this world. You have a legal right to say what God says you are. That's why faith proclaim. Now faith is the substance, the thing you desire. Substance means the image. Substance means the very thing you believe God for. Now faith is the substance, Hebrews chapter 11, 1, of the things hoped for. Hope is an expectation. (laughs) That same scripture says, as he is, so are we. There in John. Oh my word. You have the ability and the power. And that's why you cannot live defeated with no hope. It's a process of the mind. Don't let the devil come with a negative situation and a negative word. Now that's why Paul says, I'm fighting the good fight. It's a fight you are in. The fight between the truth and a lie. The, the fight between what God says and what the devil tries to tell you. And the devil will always try to bring a picture that's in his mind about you while he know what's the picture about God in your, his mind about you. Because God's picture is victorious, an overcomer, a champion. Now, Gustav, the question is tonight, How are we going to overcome? By becoming doers of the word. Believe the word above you. Well, you will say it's easy for you to say, no, no, we have testimonies. We've heard this morning testimonies of how God can do it. Now listen, in 1 uh, John chapter 4, beloved, verse 2, not verse 2, verse 7. Let us love one another, for love springs from God. And he who loves his fellow men is begotten, born of God, and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and a clearer knowledge of him. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. Oh, <laughs> That great I am lives on the inside of you. The way how you live from the inside out is living out of the love of God. In this, the love of God was made manifest, displayed, where we are concerned in that God sent his son, the only begotten or unique son into the world, so that we 
might live through him. That we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Oh, my word. <laughs> then John goes on and says, you have the ability to overcome every obstacle, every battle, every situation. 1 John chapter 5. Listen, he says, for the true love of God is this, that we do his commandments. If I really love God, I will be a giver. I will be faithful. I will be consistent. I will be, uh, did I say faithful? I will be in every aspect, live up to what God requires me. He says, that's why we do his commandments. We keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and teachings. And these orders of his are not burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. For whatever is born of God, see, there's the love word again. If you want to overcome the world, if you want to stop using his name in vain to say what you are not, what you say in the natural is the emotions, the feelings, and what you are. But if you move by heaven's design, what heaven, God's the way of seeing you. Listen. Then he says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. You have a key tonight that you need to pick up again. A key of victory. A key of breakthrough. Where Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be declared bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be declared loose. Now, how do I have that free ability so that there can be no false accusation against me? That the accuser of the brethren cannot come and say, Oh, you carry unforgiveness, you carry bitterness, you're not in faith, you, you walk in unbelief, and you have schemes, and you're led by all. No, no, stop that right now. You are destined for greatness, to be a world changer, to be a history maker, a planet shaker, to change the atmosphere wherever you go. Every place where you trample, God said, I give it in your hands. Gustav, what is the key? God told Joshua that, Joshua 1.8. He says, let the word never depart out of your mouth. Meditate it day and night. Meditate the word day and night. He says, then you will have great success. You will have, be significant. And nothing that you will, achieve, will approach or try to achieve will be impossible. It will be possible for you because of the very fact you are what the word says you are. You're not sick. You're not defeated. You're not poor. You're not hopeless. You, 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 you're not just for yourself. You are here to be what God wants you to be. And God told Ezekiel, what do you see? He said, an army. He said, prophesy, I prophesy over your life that every dead thing will come alive. That every promise of God that you carry, everything that God said in the word that you can have, that that thing will come alive. I speak things by the word of God. Romans chapter 4. The God that we serve can call things into existence that doesn't exist. That's what Abraham did. And God said, you can do it. Because when Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, he said, you need to know and understand the immeasurable, the unlimited, surpassing power. You need to know and understand the power you have by the Holy Spirit of God. And God said, it's just with one thing that unlocks that. Follow me as a disciple. Not as a church member. Not as a churchgoer. Not as a brand Christian. Not as somebody religious. He said, follow me as a disciple. And let me be your guide. Listen, and then I will make you. This is the making time. He wants to make you everything the world says you can be. And you will be fishers of men. Because that same John that says it's not difficult to follow God. Because we love him so much. He said as he is so are we. 
in this world. Because the great I am live inside of you. The devil needs to fear you. Stop fearing the devil. You have all the weapons. Resist the devil. Don't assist him. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. <laughs> because you war not against flesh and blood. When the devil steals the word, and I'm just finishing this now, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, although we walk, we war in this life, we war not in the flesh, because the war weapons is not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down every stronghold. Now, when the enemy snatched the word, he puts a lie there. He works with the speed of a thought. He puts a lie there that I am weak. I am sick. I'm bankrupt. I'm not going to make it. I, 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 I don't qualify. I am all that junk in the trunk. Get rid of it. Listen, then he puts some word that opposed the truth. That's a stronghold. And tonight, you need to pull down that strongholds, that the enemy, the lies of the devil, a stronghold needs to pull down and pull down, pull it down, pull, do this, pull it down. Every negative word about your life, do it, pull it down. You are not defeated. South Africa is not going under. I don't care. The America is not going under. You're going to see the great results, what's going to happen because a word of God. God has awakened over his word. <laughs> My word. South Africa is going to have a major move of a harvest of God like we've never seen before. But it's the stronghold in the Christian's minds that needs to be pulled down. What's a stronghold? Any word that opposes the true knowledge of God becomes a stronghold and gives the enemy a foothold in your life for you not to live the John 10, 10 life. I came that you might have the Zoe life as God has it right now and have it in abundance. God's nature is he's a giver. He's a lover. He has conquered. He's not fearful. He doesn't sit and say, oh, what am I going to do now with America? Oh, how I'm going to handle Africa now in South Africa. Oh, no, 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 no. He's waiting for us. I'm waiting on God. We sing a song. Waiting on you. God said, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting on you. You're not waiting for me. I'm ready, boy. <laughs> I'm ready. God is ready. What activates it when I become a doer of the word? And tonight I want to challenge you. Pull down every stronghold. Forgive every person that harmed you, that owns you money, that stole from you, that gossip about you, that slander about you, that's angry. Say, God, I choose to forgive. If you're angry with God, I share the story. Say, God, I forgive me. I've got no reason to be angry. My word, I step on the booby trap. I forgive myself because I'm going to be in right standing with God so that I can have this breakthrough. When I speak a word, it will be like a hammer crush the rock and move the mountain out of my way that I can have the great victory in Jesus. I want to pray with you this night. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm not asking if you're religious. I'm not asking if you go to church. We went to church Monday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights when I was a child and I was lost until that Friday night in 1969 when I went to a house meeting of the Happy Clappies. And God changed my life. That's 51 years ago, November. Oh my, we're in November. Oh my word. Listen, I understand the principle. I ask you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you make him Lord, it means you put him in control. You're not in control of your money, of your wealth, <coughs> of your life. You make him in control and you follow his leading. Amen. Can I get an amen? So pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight right now. I confess that I come short of the glory of God and I need you, Lord. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Forgive me that I took so long to make this quality decision tonight to make you Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, from this night and I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow you as a disciple as a learner, 
as somebody learn to help me to do life and live life. And I'm going to make other people disciples of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for my name is in the book of life tonight. And I will serve you, Lord, all the days of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pull down every stronghold. I will have the mind of Christ from tonight on. Oh, my word, I will think like my father think. <laughs> and he thinks victory, breakthrough. He won't be in his word and he said, fear not. Fear not, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Fear not, I am still the healer. Fear not, I am still the provider. Oh, my word. Fear not, if you follow my instruction, if you do my word, that's the word of God. What Jesus said, you will have the results of the word. That's why I make a decision tonight to say, I am victorious. I am an overcomer. I am the champion of the Lord. <laughs> I may not feel like it, but I'm not going to move by my feeling. I'm moving by what I believe. And I say it tonight so that my ear can hear it and the atmosphere can change around me and the devil can start running because I only live by the word of God. God bless you tonight. We love you. From our home to your home, you are phenomenal. Live that victorious life. Tomorrow morning, we share the keys of faith as every morning. Tomorrow night, the Jesus Disciple 12 classes, 7 o'clock at Eagle Street number 4. Be there. And uh, also the School of Leaders and the Power School of Ministry. And also the prayer meeting. Listen. And then Wednesday morning, the leadership session. Friday night, the youth in action. Oh, my word. And then Sunday morning, the 8 o'clock service. Then the 9.30 services. And then the 10 o'clock services. And then the 4 o'clock service. And then uh, the 6 o'clock services. God bless you. Gustav de Tui from the Western Cape and South Africa. From Loftal International. You are more than a conqueror. Live this victorious life now in Jesus' name.